Manimal here. It's Friday, September 15th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to update the AL West standings. We've got uh, Rangers news and notes. We've got the box score from last night to talk about, and we're also going to uh, preview this weekend with the Cleveland Indians. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. You can find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Yes, yes. And the Rangers are the hottest team in the American League right now. And I couldn't be more excited about it. But I know someone who is just as excited about it. And that is my co-host with the beard that owns all of North Fort Worth, the 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on social since we know where we can find your beard? Well, I'm uh, I'm doing good. the The Rangers keep winning. I, I've, I've I attest it to the uh, fact that I switched hats mm. a couple of days ago, and they haven't lost since I've changed hats. So, mm. okay. um, always the superstition, but there's absolutely no way that that has anything to do with it. Mm-mm. You know, the Rangers are actually just hitting with runners in scoring position and uh, getting pretty good pitching from both their starting pitching and their. They're bullpen, but we're going to talk about that later. Right now, we're telling everybody that I'm doing well. Mm. Good to hear. Uh, went, went to a football game last night with the bull man. I, I kid you not, we got set down, and it just started pouring down rain. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. But, but you know what? I think, it, I think it was still better than like the 110. No, 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's still better than that. Uh um, but for anybody who wants to ask me any kind of questions about the Rangers, you can find me on any of your favorite f- social media platforms, Manimal Bull on Twitter, Manimal 300 on Instagram, and uh, Bull Pro on both Facebook and TikTok. So whatever you, uh, whatever you use, find me. Let's talk Ranger baseball. Well, let's, let's talk some Rangers baseball. So we are... We're, 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 we can smell that American League West uh, first place uh, where we're standing right now. Rangers just trail the Astros by a half game, uh, lead the wild card a game and a half over Seattle and three and a half over Toronto after a, I, I'm going to be honest, like a stunning series in Toronto. And I think everybody is stunned. Uh, Toronto's stunned. Even the Rangers, I mean, if, if they – if you, I mean, man, that that was just a series for the ages in terms of just, I mean, if if things go the way we want them to go this year, we'll look back at this series and go, man, this this had to be the point where where everything kind of changed. Well, and I almost think that more even so than this series is like that first loss to Oakland at home, mm-hmm. and they were like, we got to do so, we got to turn this thing around, and things started going their way saturday of last week and and then it kind of just hasn't stopped going there absolutely you know, that's, that's good for you know that's good for rangers fans um 
our, our good buddy Stu was uh, he was sending me text messages last night. They just involved sighing, and uh, um, so so he, uh, he a little disappointed. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't even ask him to come on the show after that that trouncing. I didn't think like I didn't think that he would want to come on and talk about that. No. So uh, we we you know. At the end of the day, I'm I'm still I still want to be friends with these people. I can't <laughs> I can't just bring them on my. Interesting them for four games. I can't do that. That's not that's not who I am as a person. But um, nobody else in the AL West played yesterday, so the Rangers gained a half game on everybody, and uh, you know the uh, the Mariners are now sitting what two back. Mm-hmm. And um, and then uh, the uh, they're just a half game behind Houston. So yes, sir. Uh, you know it's 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 looking good. It's looking good right now. But uh, we saw how bad it can look a couple of weeks <laughs> ago. So you don't want to ever you never want to get too high or too low in the game of baseball. And what we've tried to do all year is remind you that. You know, a 10-game stretch in the big leagues is like one football game. So if you go a couple of 20-game stretch where you don't play very good baseball, I mean, it's like losing a couple of games in the NFL. Sure, it sucks, but you're still in a pretty good spot. Yeah, especially with the with the way the Rangers played all year. Um, they kept themselves in a place where if they did have one of these little hiccups in their in their season that, you know, they weren't going to get too far behind, which they didn't. So let's talk, let's switch over. We'll talk about that Toronto game here in a little bit, just about how, how much fun that game was for, for Rangers fans. But let's just talk a little Rangers news, news here. So Mitch Garver, if you're watching the game last night, hit a ball off the top of his foot, which had to be absolutely painful. Um, so he came out of the game. It's just a contusion. So I don't think we're looking for, we're looking at anything long-term here, maybe just a day off. Uh, yeah, maybe on that. Maybe just see how he feels today. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing's broken in there. So uh, just get him a bigger one of those pads, you know. Yeah, get him, get him more foot. armor. Get and, him some uh, more armor. Get him something else to to put over and make sure that Mitch Garver is on the field for this thing because put him in he's catcher a catalyst. He's a bit, yeah, he can just wear his catcher's gear up there to the to hit. Uh, I hope it doesn't constrict him too much. Yeah, yeah. So um, big updates on the injury front as well. Right now, Josh Young and Adolis Garcia looking to be on track for that 9-18 return date, which would be a Monday. Uh, that The Monday uh, home. Home, yeah. Where the home Rangers stretch. go home on Sunday and hopefully Monday the – they returned some big pieces to this thing. And, uh, you know, I know that it, no one wanted to see Adalas Garcia or Josh Young go down, but in, in with Young, fortunately, a man broken thumb, able to make it back in five weeks, basically, uh, five and a half weeks. And then the Rangers were able to kind of weather that really rough stretch there while he was out. And uh, now they're looking at uh, – him coming back and just hopefully fitting right back into that lineup uh, like, like he was prior to going down. And Garcia, man, I mean, maybe these 10 days or 12 days that he's going to be out, that might just be a like a, 
a nice, uh, oh, how do you say, like, not like, you, know, you don't want to see it, but like, get his mind right and his, uh, his get him back on track because he was struggling before um, getting hurt. So let's maybe this will help him get right and get, you know, just a nice, nice, just get away from the game for a little bit and not play every day and, and, and get himself fixed up a little bit too. Yeah, we want to see both of those guys come back healthy. I think the real question that this raises is when these two guys get back, um, who's going to be the two players that go down to that are going to end up down on the farm? And uh, I got my votes here. I'm going to definitely go with Jonathan Ornelas. I think the other guy is probably going to be Sam Huff. I, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that I don't think that costs them. Like they don't have to pass him through. Uh, waivers if they don't I mean if they no I don't think down. there's that far I don't think they're that far within this year I don't think so I don't think they have to uh, expose him to the waiver wire yep so or or the or I think that's what they're gonna do but if I said what I'd rather them do I'd like to see Ornelas go down and then go ahead and let Austin Hedges uh, maybe look for another team. Well, and that might be the case, too. It depends on uh, – I'd have to look and see if Sam Huff, you know, if you have to expose him to wa- uh, waivers on this thing, uh, then no, you know, like mm-hmm. you probably let Austin Hedges go. Um, but we'll just see. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look at it. I, I didn't really pay that close of attention. I knew that uh, Ornelas is probably one, and then, uh, yeah, probably Hedges or uh, – um, no, Huff, but like, uh, again, I think Hedges was kind of brought here with the idea that they might lose Heim for the season. So I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, they've been keeping four catchers, uh, basically with the idea that Huff can hit off the bench and be a power threat. Um, but and Hedges could catch to if if they needed to pinch run for Garver or Heim. Something like that, um, but yeah, no, I think the the idea of carrying four catchers is kind of a little bit ridiculous at this point, and Hedges could be uh, off this thing no problem. Absolutely, and then a couple more things: Hickory and Down East both lose their games last night. I think is Hickory, Hickory out? was eliminated. Hickory was eliminated with that loss, and then Down East they'll play a a game three today to see who advances. Uh, championship. Awesome. And then final thing, the talking point here is, you know, I, I truly believe at this point that Corey Seager has done enough to put himself, uh, he's in the conversations, but, but I don't know how much more he's got to do to be the front runner for the MVP. He's my front runner, but I went and checked the, uh, the Vegas odds, uh, yesterday just to see if, you know, he's definitely the second guy, but they all still have Corey Seager as uh, I mean, I still still have Shohei Otani as the the primary guy getting those votes. But as far as I'm concerned, Corey Seager is the MVP right now. That's tremendous, and I think you know, like uh, you know, Otani, what a, what a great ball player he is. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's right now he's a good player on a really he's a really good player on a really bad team. Uh, the been. 
he, it's not like this year is as special as what he did last year. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not special still, but we're going down the stretch run and Otani and his angels are nowhere to be found. And being the best player in the league and being the MVP of the league, in my opinion, are two completely different things. I, I exactly couldn't have said it better. I do think that Shohei Otani is the best baseball player Absolutely. in the world. He's the best, uh, like maybe the best of all. T- definitely. Or, or at least what he's done these last three seasons have been the most incredible thing that's ever happened in baseball. And, and I couldn't agree with you more on that uh, as far as just, just unbelievable. But MVP is not always just the best player. If that was the case, some guys would win MVP every single year uh, for their entire career. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're all in for Seager as the MVP. Uh, but I'll tell you who else is the MVP. Uh, Big Damo is probably the MVP of uh, Matt War Pro, and he does have a huge match coming up October 6th at the Risley Theater. Well, he's definitely learned to become that, uh, as we call it in the wrestling business, that draw. Mm-hmm. That- uh, that you want to try and figure out as a wrestler. And uh, we, we've seen it. I mean, he's become the, the big fan favorite and and uh, pushed the old manimal to the side and said, get out of here, old man, it's my time. Mm. And uh, <laughs> But uh, but no, and, and he's got a big match coming up October 6th. It's not just big for Damo. It's big for the entire city of Fort Worth. This is the first ever Cowtown cage match, and it'll happen at the, till the end. Presented by Matt War Pro, Friday, October sixth. Damo McCullough, Big Damo McCullough versus Super Tex Brent McKenzie. Uh, you know Brent's been around a long time. Uh, he's he's a he's a shady character at best, but uh, you know I mean he used to sling dumplings, so mm-hmm. I used to like him a little bit better back in those days, but uh, you got to do what you got to do to feed your family. And I understand that completely. Uh, I just never had to do that. But uh, Friday, October 6th till the end, Matt War Pro presents the first ever Cowtown Cage match. We're going to be at the Ridgely Theater, just a little bit west of Fort Worth, Texas on Interstate Highway 30 and Camp Bowie Boulevard. If you're from uh, Kevin, you live next door to it. You know, so pretty much uh, you, uh, you, you know about it. If you're from this area before I ever wrestled at the Ridgely theater, I knew what the Ridgely theater was. So come on out. It's going to be a big time. All of our favorite sponsors are going to be there. Our buddies from big dogs, hot dogs, our buddies making up the, the onion burgers or Kelly's onion burgers. We're also going to have Starry's ice cream there and get you some of that Starry's ice cream. And you know what? Uh, like better yet, like just start a subscription with the lady and just start having it sent to your house. <laughs> <coughs> and our friends, Martin house brewing, they'll be there for sure. And you don't want to miss this big time. That's happening October 6th. 7 p.m. ish. Mm. Oh, we'll probably get started somewhere closer to 7:30. But uh, see everybody out there. Well, speaking of big time, uh, the Rangers had a big time last night. Uh, put putting the whooping on on Gossman, which they have been able to do this to some of the best pitchers in the league. Uh, ran up his pitch count. Uh, kind of knocked him all over the place, got him frustrated. 
I mean, that umpire last night was all over the place for everybody. So you can't can't say yeah, anybody had an advantage there, uh, and everybody was frustrated with him. Well, he was awful, and uh, Gosman, I thought, did a really good job of keeping them within a bloop and a blast. I thought he did a mm-hmm. good job of uh, weathering some big storms. And yeah, a second. I thought the Blue Jays yeah. could have busted yeah. that thing wide Woo! open after the Rangers had come back and taken the lead there in the second. But uh, really nice work to get uh, – because he had to get Springer and Bichette, right? Like, I mean, he Mm -hmm. ended up walking Springer and uh, um, walking Springer and got the the strike on Bichette. So, uh, big moment there for Ivaldi, and he came. It's been a little bit shaky, but, you know, six weeks, bro. You know, I mean, it's... It's hard to it's hard to just go back out there and command the strike zone and you know these guys are all major league hitters and that Toronto lineup it's dangerous and and uh, you know uh, Vlad Guerrero reminded us that early in the in the game mm-hmm. uh, but Seager did what Seager does yeah buddy uh, I mean what was it in the fourth inning he was just a triple shy of the cycle for the rest of the day yeah man uh, I know they did going after it too. Monkey situation. Um, I thought it was a good idea, though, there at the end to get him off his feet. It doesn't hurt anything for for uh, Seager not to play those mop up innings and let Ornelas play for him. But yeah, huge day for for Seager. Um, I think that uh, puts him in the lead for uh, OPS now in the American League over Otani. So I mean, he caught Otani while Otani wasn't even playing. In September, that's pretty impressive stuff. Going right, uh, it was also good to see Leody Tavares get in at bat there late in the game, mm-hmm. uh, because we had kind of been worried a little bit about him and the hand situation. So that shows that not a huge deal. Um, but they got it from a little bit of everybody last night. Simeon, Seager, Lowe all had base knocks and RBIs. Uh, Garber, like we said, he fouled the ball off of his foot. Um, they they did. Uh, and they did move him around. They brought Huff in. Tavares pinch hit for Huff to put a button down and end up getting a base hit out of it. And then Grossman has been just phenomenal. Two more hits and two more walks last night. Uh, Heim has really started to look like the Heim of the first half of the season. And, uh, you know, Duran had a pretty good night last night, too. I thought a couple of hits from him. And then you got a couple of walks from Evan Carter at the bottom of the lineup. He's really putting together really nice at-bats almost every time through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like we said with uh, Ivaldi, he gave up the home run. He gave up the two-run homer. He walked a couple of guys probably more than he would have liked. But um, he got getting his feet wet through 73 pitches, uh, so he's probably – 90 pitches um, next time out. So, you know, he got into the fourth inning. Um, Bradford gave him really good, strong innings behind that to get the win. Um, LeClerc, three strikeouts in uh, an inning and a third. Uh, he did have the walk. You'd prefer not to have that walk, but he did all right. And uh, Will Smith looked flawless through three pitches, got two outs. And uh, good to get uh, Jonathan Hernandez back in there to – to get some outs. So uh, all around good effort from the Rangers last night, four for 14 with runners in scoring position, which just a, sh- a shade under um, 300. And, uh, you know, they had, 
some two out hits. They got, scored some runs. They did a good job of uh, they're in the uh, eighth inning. I think they hit completely around like they uh, Duran let off the inning and into the inning. So a uh, big eighth that we're kind of used to seeing as a, uh, you know, we had gotten so used to seeing eighth innings like that, where they pour on more and more runs. And, you know, they took this game from a same situation to a blowout situation and, and the pitching, you know, four hits, you're going to win a lot of games when you only give up four hits, but they did have some walks. Avaldi uh, um, worked around three walks. Uh, and then Bradford and LeClerc had a walk apiece. So they had five walks. So they had nine base runners, just giving up the two runs on the the Bichette single and then the uh, uh, Guerrero home run to start the game. But really nice, uh, really nice effort from the whole team. And, uh, you know, Gosman's a really good pitcher. And, uh, you know, Kevin Gosman normally, uh, you know, he gets out. Uh, Stu claimed that he lost the power in his locks. Mm. That uh, since he's cut his hair, things have not went mm. well. That's a serious but, baseball thing for sure. But, but the, yeah, you could, you could, I could feel it. Like I could feel that it, that you know he was feeling that like in his soul that mm-hmm. that he wished that it would you know he hadn't cut his hair. And hey, we were worried about it when Jonah Heim cut his hair too. Yep. Yep. Well. Um, I think for me, the big standouts, obviously, when you have this many runs scored, there's plenty, there's, and, and everybody got involved. It's hard to pick out one person. But I think Cor- uh, Cody Bradford, for me, really stood out in this because the bullpen as a whole were great. But, you know, coming in there for uh, – coming in for Eovaldi and just coming out with the – coming out with the two, uh, two in the third inning – I just think he was outstanding. I, 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 he, there's just not enough you can say about what him and uh, Martin Perez have done out of the bullpen. So, yeah, really like the idea of what the future might look like for for Cody Bradford. He's had a, a fantastic year so far in his rookie season. Obviously, you know you, you can't say enough about Corey Seager, um, but also two other things to point out: Josh Smith and. Um, Zeke Duran both barely missed uh, big time home runs in this game. Uh, Duran got a double out of the deal, and Smith just fell short of a, I want to say like a grand slam. I can't remember how many people. Yeah, it ended up being a sack fly. Yeah, but just missed it. So again, you know, it could have been it could have been more. So really great uh, performance up to the plate for the Rangers, and and what you saw in this game is what we saw early in the season. And this, in spite of having tough, it's a tough situation with the umpire, they still were able to drag those at bats out, really, really pull those pitching, drive those pitch counts high uh, for the Blue Jays pitchers and really just be pesky up there at the plate. And I think that's a great brand of baseball and it's a great brand of playoff baseball. And uh, the Rangers, I feel like, are gearing up for something like that. And uh, man, I, that's all I got. I mean, I'm just happy to see the team win and really happy to see some of these young guys. Uh, stepping yeah. up and playing roles for this team. Well, yeah, real quick, well, like you were saying, um, with Gosman, Gosman normally does not work just into the fifth inning. He's normally a guy that goes deep in ball games, so they work that pitch count. Uh, the one thing I will say about the umpire, it was as bad for Texas as it was for ball, yep. the, uh, Toronto. So, um, you know, I, I would be interested in seeing what his uh, his scorecard looks like today. Mm. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't good back there, and it really, honestly, the whole series was not very good behind the plate. But uh, you know, 
it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, you go, like I said, you know, sometimes you think it's not very good and you go and you look at it and the guy was a lot better than he, than you thought he was because, you know, you don't get the true strike zone on those, uh, tracks on the, on the valleys and, uh, and on Fox and stuff like that. So, uh, but overall, really nice win, a really nice series for the Rangers. Um, not a lot of teams go into Toronto and sweep Toronto. So, um, and I mean, they caught Ryu, Kikuchi, um, Gosman, and they were all going good at the time that they caught them. So, um, good win, good, good win last night, good series win. And, uh, and that also wraps up a, a, a winning road trip as well. Yeah, so I mentioned just a minute ago just about all the young players on this team that have contributed, and that that makes me want to bring up our exclusive content, which is called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover all things minor league in the Rangers system. Uh, News, box scores, transactions, call-ups, send-downs, you name it, we cover it for $1.99 a month. You can make our podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. So go to our Spotify page or our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com, one word and subscribe today. So let's preview this Cleveland series. Uh, I'm going to throw the pitching matchups out there. Hey, real quick off the back half of uh-huh. uh, the, the, the uh, prospect show. I wanted to remind everybody that um, down East will be playing a home game today against Carolina 6 PM. Um, it's going to be for, the to a spot in the Carolina League Championship. So, uh, if you got some time, it'll be on TV. It probably won't be on TV because Down East doesn't have a TV broadcast. But uh, keep your eyes on that thing, and uh, hopefully, those Wood Ducks can uh, pa- get past the Mudcats tonight. Yeah, let's go, go Wood Ducks, and win that Carolina League. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw these pitching matchups out there, and then let you uh, let you kind of let you kind of run with it. And I think there's definitely going to be a little speculation we're going to have to get into. So in this Cleveland series, remember the last time we played Cleveland, we swept them three games in a row. Um, now also we're going to their house still on the roads. This road trip is over a week long. So John Gray versus Lucas Giolito, Dane Dunning versus Tanner Bibby. And then to be determined, which up for, up for debate here, Versus Gavin Williams. So first things first, who's the range? Who do we think the Rangers are going to be throwing out there in Game Three? Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if maybe they went with an opener and Perez, and then went to Heaney. So I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't okay. be shocked if they tried to get two innings off the front end of it with uh, Perez while he's been throwing the ball well, and then have Heaney come on the back end of it like they did the other night. But uh, if you want a true starter, I think that. The true starter would probably be if they, if they go that route but we'll see what uh we'll see what Bochi does uh um you know now that he's kind of got uh, Bradford solidifying a spot as a, a a useful long reliever as well they've got more options than they had pre last night when you didn't really know what Bradford was going to bring every time he was out yeah and, and he's been pretty consistent since he's been called back up yeah, the, the Cleveland, this Cleveland team has not been uh, as successful as they had hoped uh, when they made all those acquisitions um, on the waiver wire. And we're going to get to face one of them in Giolito. And uh, Giolito, you know, this is his this is free agent bid as far as 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 far as I understand. So he 
he's got something to prove as well. And we can't take this team lightly. And, and anytime you're on the road and in somebody else's house, uh, you got to be on, you got to be on your game. And the Rangers have been on their game. So let's let's see what happens. Let's pull for these other teams playing against Houston and against Seattle so that, uh, you know, the Rangers just really need to do what they handle their business, win the series and then, um, you know, let the rest kind of fall in place. Yeah, they got to they got to win ball games because tonight uh, Kansas City is throwing the uh, one in fifteen Zach Grinky against uh, the uh, Astros. But uh, you know, John Gray just hopefully get a better performance out of John Gray than we did last night. I think Sunday will rely on what you get out of John Gray tonight too, because if you have to use another uh, long reliever in tonight's situation, you may be strapped a little bit more for Sunday, and you may end up being in a bullpen situation, but. Let's uh, let's hope John Gray can get back uh, turned around because normally he uh, doesn't have two outings in a row that are just awful like the last one. Absolutely. Well, I think we've wrapped. We're ready to wrap it up. You got anything uh, else you want to throw out there? Yeah, just real quick on Dunning and BB. Uh, hopefully, you know Dunning has gotten things a little bit right. Uh, I think it's Bybee, but uh, Tanner Bybee. He's a, he's a good. They've got some good guys going. That, Bybee and Williams are both hard throwers, and then uh, strong, pretty strong pitcher as well. So, um, yeah, no, I, I got nothing else besides that. I just wanted to make sure everybody had a nice, uh, a nice preview of them dudes. Absolutely. So, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we are Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. Oh, there it is. And on there, you can subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover everything minor leagues for the Rangers, $1.99 a month. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. It does help other people find us if this is your favorite uh, Texas Rangers podcast. By all means, let somebody know about it. So for your boy, Kev, in the 300-pound manimal, we are Texas Rangers with the Boys. We are signing out for the weekend. Have a great weekend.